0: Thank you for joining us on this week's episode of the NACF podcast.
1: You cannot lose when you're walking with God. The final outcome is always going to be in your favor as we are on a walk with God and he's taking us somewhere. Is anybody happy about
0: what this walk has been like from God's perspective? we're getting ready to go into a praise and worship. And so what is next is our tithing and offering. This is where you have an opportunity to get back. This is a part of our worship. I worship you God with the things that you have blessed me with. I'm going to let my light shine by giving and I'm not ashamed to say that I give unto the Lord. I glorify Him in what I do, and so if you have not had an opportunity to give on this afternoon, there is three ways that you can give. You can text give seven seven nine seven seven, text New Antioch all one word, and follow the prompts all the way through. You can go to our website newantioch aliante.org hit the donate button at the top, and then follow it all the way through. Or you can give by mailing it in at 2550 Nature Park Drive, North Las Vegas, Nevada, Suite 100, uh, 89084. You can put it in the mail. But for those of you who are right here in the sanctuary. All alone. Amen.
1: Thank you, our praise and worship team. And we would like to welcome you again. To New Antioch Christian Fellowship, those of you that are here for the first time. Anybody here for the first time? Just wave your hand there. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. I'm sure they have made sure that they have visitor packets, and we'd love uh, to be in touch. Come back and see us anytime. Amen. This is a good place to be. Amen. As you all know, it is—it's uh, my birthday weekend, and I usually—I usually have someone preach for me. But God gave me a word, um, and around my birthday, everybody wants to know what do I want for my birthday. What do I want? What I want? I usually tell you, don't don't get me stuff because I already have too much stuff. Um, and if you just wanted to do something. Uh, My leadership camp is uh, CGR Leadership Camp, Church Girls Rule, Christian Gents Reign. And you can donate to that. Go to cgrleadership.weebly.com and and donate uh, to that. That's always heavy on my heart. Uh, But I got something else I want this year. As we take a look at how how life is going, like the United States has lost its mind. And the world has almost lost its mind. Look at everything that's happening uh, with Israel and what's happening in Afghanistan and uh, what's happening in our weather, uh, what's happening that's dividing uh, everybody. You know, it's not just black, white, Latino, Asian. It's not uh, just Democrat, Republican. It's, it's, It's split the church even and. People are lining up on sides and it's wear a mask, not wear a mask, vaccinate, not vaccinate. And you almost hate each other if you don't agree with each other. It's it's the signs of the time. God told us this world was going to self-destruct. We know that. And it's just time for him to get his children out. But as a pastor, I've done so many funerals just in the last couple of months and What I really want from you this birthday is for you to be ready when Jesus comes. These young people are young people, people in their 30s. A couple of the deaths we've dealt with were people in their 30s that just didn't wake up in the morning. Some of them, COVID took them so quickly that you were talking, seemed like you were talking to them two days ago and then they're gone. And then it's shooting. We have one we're dealing with uh, uh, in a couple of weeks. Um, 18 years old, just went to college and just doing what college kids do. Then somebody just drove by, took him out by a straight bullet. It's You don't know when God is coming for you. You can't take a look at age and think you got a whole lot of time. Because they've been from children all the way up to 95, and, but all the funerals are the same. They're still not here. God can come for you two ways. Either he's going to come for all of us, and Jesus is going to come, and we all are leaving, or he'll come for just you, and you don't know when he's coming for you. But it sure would make it easier on your pastor if I knew that you were ready. When Jesus came. Whether he's coming for you. Or come for us. I need you to be ready. I need to be able. If I have to be the one to stay before you. I need to be able to have that hope. And at least I know. That's what y'all can do for me. And so I always sing a song. I'm not a singer. I can't sing. But like the movie. They might say I can't sing. But they can't say I didn't sing. And so I always have a. A, a birthday song this year and this is mine today this is what I really want can't you see the signs of the times don't you know that the time is short and soon the Lord shall return will you be punished or get your reward there'll be no time to get it right when the Lord when he cracks the sky so just keep your hand in his hand
2: and be ready when my Jesus comes. Oh, won't you be
1: ready? Ready when Jesus comes, whether it's for you or for us. I need y'all to be ready ready. when my Jesus
2: comes. Get your house, get it in order in your life. Put Jesus first, keep your lamps trimmed and burned. The love of Jesus always on your mind and be ready when
1: my Jesus comes. Oh, won't won't you be ready, be ready when Jesus comes. I need you to be ready
2: ready. when my Jesus comes.
1: Get your house, house. tell your neighbor, get it in order.
2: In your life, put Jesus first. Keep your lamps trimmed and burned. The love of Jesus always on your mind. And be ready, ready.
1: When, when Jesus comes. All the church kids that remember this song sang with me. Will you be? Chapter 11, verse 1 through 4. In the New International Version, it will be there for you on the screen.
2: Mm. Mm.
1: Let's read together. When Israel was a child, I loved him. And out of Egypt I called my son. But the more they were called, the more they went away from me. They sacrificed to the bales and they burned incense to images. It was I who taught Ephraim to walk, taking them by the arms. But they did not realize it was I who healed them. I led them with cords of human kindness. With ties of love. To them, I was like one who lifts a little child to the cheek. And I bent down to feed them. Our topic this afternoon is the walk from God's perspective. The walk from God's perspective. I got some good news for you. God is taking you somewhere. Oh, yes, he is. God is taking you somewhere. We are walking with God this year. And if you have been on this walk, I want you to know that he is taking you somewhere. There's a place in God that he wants you to be. For some, it's a place of purpose and destiny. For some, it's a place of healing and freedom. For some, it's a place of prosperity and wealth. And for some, it's a place of great anointing and significance for others of you it's a place of success and of service for somebody it's a place of joy and contentment and peace but for me it's been a 62 year walk to all of the above I'm on, a, I'm on a 62 year walk with God. I'm going all those places purpose and destiny and healing and freedom, prosperity, wealth, great anointing, significance, success, service, joy, contentment, peace. I'm going somewhere. You see, I used to live on the corner of what's the use and might as well. It's located in a place called Pity City. And this walk, this this journey is, is now taking me to a different place. It's taking me to a place where passion meets purpose and where faith meets favor. And if you're walking with God today, the good news is that he's taking you somewhere. Tell somebody he's taking you somewhere. And for all of us, the ultimate destination is to be saved. Saved from our old life. Our sins, our transgressions, and our dirty living. Saved to a new life right here on earth where we are covered and preserved and and we're blessed and we're used of God. And we're in a love relationship with him. And then we're going somewhere. We're being saved to an eternal life. Where we will live for God forever in heaven, where there'll be no crying and no dying, no sickness and no sorrow, no virus, no cancer, no pain, no heartache, and no failure. We are walking with God, and y'all, He is taking us somewhere. And, And we've looked at so many aspects this year of walking with God. And I hope you go back and review some of the sermons and keep reading your. Enoch Experience Book, so that your walk with God becomes deeper and becomes sweeter. The old folks said every day with Jesus is sweeter than the day before. They said every round goes higher and higher. And then the young folk came back and said, and it goes from glory to glory to glory to glory. And even our down days, because we have some down days. But even the down days have an effect of creating us, creating in us just another greater glory. You cannot lose when you're walking with God. The final outcome is always going to be in your favor. So we are on a walk with God and he's taking us somewhere. Is anybody happy about it? But I wondered. What? this walk has been like from God's perspective. Because this is a relationship, right? It's not supposed to be all about you. It's a relationship. Some of this has got to be out hi- about him. So have, have you ever wondered what is it like walking with you? What is it like to God to be walking with you. Today, let's, let's look at the walk from God's perspective. What has it been like for God to be walking with you? God, how are you experiencing your walk with me? It's good to me. Even when it's not good to me, it's good for me. But how is it for you? Y'all know how they say, is it it as good to you as it is for me? The walk from God's perspective. I want to know because I love him. And because this relationship goes two ways. I, I want him to be pleased to walk with me. So I want to take a look today at the walk from God's perspective. In our text, God is speaking to the prophet Hosea and he begins to share his perspective of what it has been like for him to walk with the children of Israel. And the children of Israel are his chosen people. He, those that he has chosen to show himself to. He promised them blessing and prosperity in this land that he had provided for them. And then he said he was going to send the Messiah who would come and set them eternally free. He loved on them and he reached out to them and he had mercy on them and he elevated them above all other nations. So he says in the Bible, then he says to, to Hosea, when Israel was a child, Meaning when they were a young nation, I loved him. Now he's using the name Israel. He's not really talking about Jacob whose name was changed to Israel. He, he's using it as an analogy for the entire nation of Israel, talking about the nation as if they were his son. So he he, he said, I, 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 I loved him and I called my son, out of Egypt. So that, you know that story. They were taken to Egypt to be protected. But when things went wrong for them in Egypt, he sends Moses to go to Egypt to bring them out. Uh, He says, so so I, I called my son out. He said, but the more I called them, the more they went away from me. The more God blessed them, the more they walked away from him. Have you have you ever loved somebody? And the better you treated them, the worse they treated you. This is where this is where God is. They they they, they began to serve other gods and they begin to dabble in other religions. And God said, It, it, it was me, it was I who Brought, taught Ephraim how to walk well Ephraim was the name of one of the tribes and sometimes when the prophets talk, they would use the name of one of the tribes to talk about the entire nation so he's still talking about the entire nation he's just being poetic so he said I, I, talked, I taught them how to walk he, he, he's talking about the same people using the analogy of a father and his baby son he said I, I taught them how to walk I loved them and I walked with them like a father teaching his boy how to walk. And I took them by the arms and they acted like they didn't even know me. They didn't seem to realize that God was the source of their blessing. So God says, but they, I, I was walking with them. I, I raised them up, but they they didn't realize it was I who healed them. They didn't realize that it was me that was Protecting them and keeping them and, and and sometimes they gave the credit to other gods. And they begin to worship other gods and he said I, I led them. With cords of human kindness and with ties of love. In other words, I treated them right. I treated them humanely. I, and I, I came down to their level, he said. To them, I was like one that lifts up the little child and bring it to the cheek. And when they were hungry, I bit down to feed them. But they didn't respond like he hoped they would. And when I look at the text, there's, there's pain here. Some of y'all think you don't hurt God. But when I see this, Sharonda, I see pain here. There's disappointment here. There's frustration here. Sometimes the walk with us from God's perspective is painful. It's disappointing. It's frustrating. The more he blesses us, the worse we treat him. I've seen some people that God worked a miracle for them, and they still wouldn't serve him. I've seen some people that God would love them and bless them, and they're doing well. But when he asked them to just do a little ministry for them, they don't want to. Sometimes the walk with us from God's perspective is painful, disappointing, and frustrating. We, we have a tendency to drift to other gods. You drift to your sex partners, to substances, to activities. You refuse to answer your call to ministry because you don't want to. You, you think that there are some other things that are going to make you happier. And yet, he continues to love and to call us and to invite us to walk with him. I want you to be concerned today about what this walk has been like from God's perspective. Not so you feel bad, though, but so you'll consider doing better. This is not about condemnation. It's about realization. That that, that you might not be so easy to walk with. And maybe if you get the realization that you might not be so easy to walk with, maybe you'll have some appreciation. And for the rest of the year, do something to make this walk sweeter. For him, he'd like that. I'm praying one day, and I was thanking God for the privilege of prayer. And I said to him, you know, Lord, I thank you for, for just that we can pray and that we can talk to you. Talking with us must be like talking to a bunch of four-year-olds. Our immature conversations about dumb stuff that we really should be over by now. And then I thought, since we've been on a walk with God all this year, I, to think about the walk from his perspective, I, I was thinking it's, it must be like walking with four-year-olds. Always asking him immature questions. Like, why I got to go through this? You mean the stuff that everybody else in the world has been going through? How come I'm not married? How come I didn't get the job? How come I... Just, just immature questions or or like four-year-olds, you just want to play. Four-year-olds just want to play. They don't want to do nothing hard. They don't want to do nothing tough. They want to play. And then they cry when they feel bad. I feel bad, I'm going to cry. Then they take temper tantrums when they don't get their way. I'm just going to have a temper tantrums. And then they want you to get stuff for them. But, but when, they, when you get it for them, then they want to do it by themselves. I do it. I do it. I want to do it. Let me do it. And then when they mess it up, they want you to fix it. And then when they break it up, they want you to replace it. And then they're so easily distracted. They don't focus on anything. So when we walk with God, we ask him immature questions. Why well, have to do anything these other people don't have to do anything? And we just want to play don't do nothing serious you don't do nothing hard we just want to play we just want life to be wonderful and then we cry when anything makes us feel bad oh lord i just god you just i'm just going through and we tantrum when we don't get our way And some of you that are listening by live stream, you stopped going to church way before COVID. This don't have nothing to do with COVID. You have been sitting at home and not going to church because God didn't do something that you wanted him to do. And he didn't do it on time. And you've been having a temper tantrum for the last two years. And we always want God to get it for us. But when he get it for us, then we want to control it ourselves. Let me do it. Let me do it. Let me do it. Right. And when we mess this life up, then we want God to fix it, Lord. And when we lose it, we want him to replace it. And we are so easily distracted. We was just doing this last month. How we get over here this month? Walking with us is like walking with four-year-olds. The walk from God's perspective, and then then for other of us, others of us, it's like walking with fourteen-year-olds. Teenagers think they are the geniuses of the world, and parents are stupid. We call them Nikes. Now I know everything. N-I-K-E. Now I know everything. I got a little teen at the end of my my three and and now I know everything. They had an opinion about everything. And treat you like you're the dummy. They know the technology, so they treat us like we dummies. You know the technology. But you don't have a clue that you're being manipulated and controlled. Don't have a clue. Yes, you know how to play the game. They know how to play the game. But they don't recognize game. Because it take game (laughs) to recognize game. And they ain't got no game. But now I know everything. They don't own anything. They want And they want to make decision, decisions that you pay for. I want to make the decision, but mama needs you to pay for it. And then when you don't, give them what they want. They got an attitude. They're moody. And they're always trying to get away with stuff. They ain't slick enough to get away with it sometimes. At least, Jackie, if I was going to do it, I was going to get away with it. And before y'all get too bad on the teenagers, when we walk with God, we act like we know everything. We question him. God, why this? God, why that? We don't trust his decisions. We think we know how, when, and where he should answer all of our prayers. What are we know what we think we know what our life should look like and what he should do and what he should have allowed and what he shouldn't have allowed. We know everything. Everyone yeah. in the Bible, God was walking with this man named Job. And we can get a little insight. On what it's like for God to walk with us looking at Job. Because Job was telling God what he thought he knew. God, you was wrong for letting all this stuff happen to me. Just like we do it. we 14 years old. We know. God, you were wrong. That shouldn't have happened like this. And God, why me? And why did that have to happen to me? Because I was this, 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 and this. And they was that, 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 and that. And just like we know. So Job is telling God like he knew, God, you're wrong. I know I didn't do nothing. I didn't deserve this. And God, he's just talking to, to, to God and God had to check him. Y'all should read the Bible sometime. The Bible is a cold piece. God is a cold piece. God had to check him. God said, since you know everything, where were you when I laid the earth's foundations? Tell me if you understand. Y'all, this is in the scriptures. Uh, Who marked off its dimensions? Surely you know. Since you questioned me, surely you know. Who stretched the measuring line across it? On what footings was it set? Or who laid the cornerstone of the world? Have you ever given orders to the morning? Have you ever shown the dawn its place? Have you journeyed to the springs of the sea? Or walked in the recesses of the deep? Have the gates of hell ever been shown to you? Have you seen the gates of the deepest darkness? Have you comprehended the vast expanses of the earth? Tell me if you know all this. So Job had to back up and shut up. Yeah, my bad. I don't know anything. But we stand in our adolescent attitudes. With no humility toward the sovereignty and the wisdom of God. And we pout about what we think God should have done with our lives. Like 14-year-olds. The walk from God's perspective. Sometimes walking with us is like walking with 4-year-olds. And sometimes it's like walking with 14-year-olds. And sometimes it's like walking with 44-year-olds. Tired for this. Concerned and complaining and worried. bills and the kids and the marriage and you're worn out and you're doing things in your own strength believing that the harder you work the better things are supposed to get thinking that you're in control and you're doing too much because you trust more in yourself and in your efforts than you trust in the grace and the power of God so your life has no fun and no joy and no peace you're just working you're just toiling and he said my yoke is easy and my burden is light just come be with me just trust me just enjoy the walk I got this but instead this group keeps grinding and worrying and toiling the walk is not supposed to be like this it's breaking his heart to see you like this and you make him feel useless he said that to me, I'm like, whoa. God said, those of you that are toiling and trying to do this for yourself and you're miserable because things aren't working out and I'm trying to walk with you and you're trying to handle all of this yourself. He says, you make me feel useless. What am I here for if you're going to do all this yourself? The walk from God's perspective. Sometimes it's like walking with a four-year-old sometimes it's walking like a 14 year old sometimes it's walking like you're walking with a 44 year old for others it's like walking with 74 year olds full of regrets looking back you turn it in your chips. you have retired. you're acting like it's already over. You focused on your aches. You focused on your pains. You feel forgotten when He's still right there with you. You're more focused on the lack of them than you are the presence of Him. You're more focused on what you can no longer do than what He can still do in you. Are you focused? You don't want to do what you used to do. When he still wants you to be excited about what you and he could still be doing together. Even at your age, even with your condition, he can still heal. He can still provide. He can still do exceedingly and abundantly above all you ask or think. He still has life abundant, but you've forgotten that even when you were younger, it wasn't you. It was always him. And so for, for, for this group, he's bored walking with you. Because you've retired your joy. You've retired your excitement. You've retired your purpose. Walk from God's perspective. And if you haven't figured it out, it's not about your age. It's about your attitude. We're talking about the four-year-old attitude. The 14-year-old attitude, the 44-year-old attitude, the 74-year-old attitude, because some of you are 44 with the 14-year-old's attitude. Some of you are 74 with the 4-year-old's attitude. And then God said something to me that caught me completely off guard. He said, actually, I prefer the 4-year-old. God prefers the four-year-old. they said, God, why would why would you? He brought me back to the four-year-old. Why would you prefer the four-year-old? He said, four-year-olds believe I know everything. Four-year-olds believe you know everything. So they keep asking you immature questions. Why is the sky blue? Why did the moon look red tonight? How come that car sound like that? How come the mountains are that color? How come we that four year olds will ask you incessant questions because they really believe you know the answer? Even if you didn't know yesterday, I don't know why the moon is red. Quit asking me that stuff, boy. I don't know why the sky is blue. I don't know why the trees make that sound when the wind blows. I don't know why you keep asking me that. But you know what they're going to do the next day? They're going to ask you the same question. Why is this apple red? Where the babies come from? You know what? they, They keep asking you because they really believe we know. God said, I don't mind the questions because I like the fact that they believe I know the answer. Not only do they believe I know everything, but they believe I can do everything. Because a four-year-old, when you don't do it on Monday, a four-year-old will ask you on Tuesday for something else. And when you didn't do have it on Monday, and then they ask you on Tuesday, you didn't do it Tuesday. When they get up Wednesday, they asking you for something else. Why do these kids, kids, kids keep asking you for stuff day after day? They never stop asking because they believe you can do anything. Daddy, pick this. Daddy, can you open this for me? Mama, can you clean this up for me? Mama, can you find my shoes? You didn't even wear the shoes. But they keep asking because they believe that you can do anything four-year-old. If a four-year-old, I prefer the four-year-old because if you say you're going to give them something, they believe it. God said, I prefer the four-year-old because if you tell them you're going to give them something, they believe it. If you tell them you're taking them to Disneyland, they get excited before they see it. And if you disappoint them, they will cry and they'll they'll pout, but then they're going to ask you again. And they'll still love you, and they'll still want to be with you. They don't fall out trying to be with you just because you didn't give them what they wanted yesterday. And then they forgive you, and they want to go wherever you're going. You didn't take them to the store yesterday. You didn't take them by grandma's house yesterday. But mama, where you going today? I still want to go where you're going. God say I prefer the four year old. And then, while you're in the car on the way to Disneyland, they may ask you for a cookie. You say, no, eat the apple. Then they going to ask you, can they play with your phone like your phone is a toy? Okay. And you say, no, you can't have my phone. Hey, they wanted some toy out the store. You said, no, I'm not going to give you that toy in the store. And you know what they'll do? They'll sit in the back seat, and they'll cry about it. Yeah. And then they'll play with whatever else you give them. Right. And they'll go to sleep. If they wake up and they still don't have the toy they want, if they still wake up and you're not in Disneyland yet, the four-year-old will still want to be with you. And yes, they whine a lot, but if you give them something to play with, they'll just sit in the back seat and ride. 14-year-olds don't do that. they going to have an attitude the whole time. They're not going to enjoy the trip. You didn't give them something they wanted in Las Vegas. Y'all in Barstow, and they still mad. Y'all done rolled up over Cahoon Pass on the way to L.A., and they still mad, and they ain't speaking to you. And when you get to, to Disneyland, they don't anymore enjoy it because you didn't give them what they wanted back when you was in Las Vegas. You, don't, they, you didn't give it to them their way, but then they still want you to do all the other stuff. They keep giving to them no matter how nasty their attitude is. And the 44-year-olds, they can when they get to Disneyland, they can't enjoy any of this because they still worried about all of that they worried about how much this going to cost and who going to have to pay for it and then the 74 year olds when they get to Disneyland they done seen it all before and they more concerned about what's going to hurt Their mind is filled with what they can't do no more. But the four-year-old, when you get the four-year-old to to Disneyland, they forgive everything. They get over it. They just enjoy the destination. Once you get there, all is forgotten. All is forgiven. They're just excited to finally be there. They're ready to have fun. They still want to share it with you. They still want to be with you because nothing in the journey breaks their relationship and their desire for you. God said I'd rather have a four year old cause they still believe you know everything they still believe you can do anything I prefer the four year old yo God is taking you somewhere and he'd rather take the four year old the one who believes me the one who trusts me The one who wants me, the one who loves me in spite of the process, in spite of the wait time, in spite of all the disappointments in the journey. It's the one who will just take what I give them to play with and sit in the back seat and ride. The one who will still be grateful when we get there. So y'all know what I'm doing for my birthday? I'm 62 going on four. What are we doing this month? I'm learning how to be 62, trying to be the four year old. I'm 62 going on 4. God, just give me something to play with. Just give me some purpose. Just give me some preaching. Just give me some praying. Just give me some pastoring, and I'm going to sit in this back seat and ride. I've already cried about how long it's going to take us to get to Sunrise Mountain. I did pout about it. I wanted to know if we are there yet, but I'm 62 going on 4. So just give me something to play with, and I'm going to sit in this back seat and ride. I asked you a thousand questions about church growth and why Eliante haven't grown the way we want to grow and I believe you have the answer but until we get there I'm going to preach what you give me to preach and I'm going to sit in this back seat and ride. I'm going to keep asking you for finance. I'm going to keep asking you for provision. I'm going to keep asking you for buildings and for the budget because I believe that whatever we need that you already have it and then I'm 62 going on 4 I'm going to love on these people that you gave me and I'm going to sit in his back seat and ride. I'm walking with you and I believe that you're taking me somewhere. You said you would get me there. I'm 62 going on four, but I'm going to let you be God. Just give me something to do. Just give me something to say. Just give me something to pray. Just give me something to preach. Just give me some people to love. Just give me some purpose to stay busy in. And tone, I'm going to sit in this back seat and ride. And when we get there, I'm going to praise you. I'm going to magnify you. I'm going to say thank you. I'm going to give you an undignified praise. Because nothing would make the journey more pleasing to you, God, than to see the joy in me and to have more of an appreciation for the walk From God's perspective, y'all, I'm 62 going on four. Sharon, I'm going to sit in this back seat and ride. What has it been like for God to walk with you? I don't want you to feel bad. I just want you to do better. For you that need to start your journey with God, he's trying to take you somewhere. Ah, I feel the power of God. He's trying to take you somewhere. And you need to start this journey. If you believe in Jesus, and if something I have said touched you today, I want you to say this prayer with me. And this prayer will give you that relationship with God, and it will start your walk with God. It is so simple. We call it being saved. And it's so simple to be saved. All you have to do is believe and invite him into your heart. Now, I can, I heard this the other day. I like this. I can give you the words, but I can't give you the heart. But if you have the heart for God, those are listening by video, if you have the heart for God, I can give you the words right now. Say this prayer with me. Lord Jesus, I want to walk with you. I believe in you. Forgive me for everything I've done wrong. Come into my heart. Thank you. For inviting me to walk with you. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name. Amen. If you really believe that in your heart, you know what I asked you before about being ready when Jesus comes, you're ready. It's really that simple. You ready? Now to see him, but we would love for you to grow. We would love to you to know more. We would love to be your church family. We'd love, I'd love to be your pastor. There's a book I want you to have. It's called Salvation 101, Being Saved. And it'll explain to you what your next step should be as you grow in your relationship, as you continue to walk with God. Put in the comments if you're listening. Put that in the comments. Or you can go to newantioch-aliante.org and go to the connect button. And we'll get you in a Bible study with us, Uh, one of our community Bible studies. We'll get you on our growth track as you become a member. We want you to be part of our family. Put it in there. Somebody's looking right now to get back to you and to get you connected. If you're here in the building and you prayed that prayer either for the first time or you've rededicated your life, God, I really want to get on this walk with you. And I prayed that prayer and I meant it in my heart. Just raise your hand where you are. You don't have to do anything. Just raise your hand. Amen. Amen. You have three here. Amen. 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 God bless you. Do I see any over here? I miss any hands over here? Amen. And I believe they do want to be connected to our church and our ministry. And to to, uh, be members here. Amen. And so we thank God for you. We enjoy having you around. Amen. And you know you're just home. God bless you. So God, in the name of Jesus, as they make this rededication, as they come to connect to this ministry, God, seal what you have heard and what you, this prayer that you have heard today and the dedication, seal it in their hearts. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Now what I will do today, originally I was just going to pray the prayer of salvation for those that wanted to connect and to start their walk with God. But this this message was convicting for somebody that's been acting like the four-year-old, not the good one, the other one, that's been acting like a 14-year-old and been having a temper tantrum with God that's been questioning him, somebody that's been worried, that's been burdened down like the 44-year-olds and you're trying to struggle in your own self and God is saying, I'm right here, don't, you you treat me like I'm useless or you may be in your attitude like the 74-year-old is already acting like it's over and you've forgotten that God can still do amazing things with your life. If any of those are you, I just want to pray for you that that attitude, that that feeling, that that emotion be broken today and to get you on a better walk with God. Again, this wasn't about you feeling bad. It's about you doing better. So if you would like prayer today, I'd love to pray for you. You can come Come at this time. Withholding
3: nothing, withholding nothing, withholding nothing, with high surrendering
1: And while I, I pray for them, will you pray on the microphone to for everyone?
3: Withholding nothing, Holding nothing, With Holding nothing, With Holding nothing, withholding nothing. With holding nothing. With holding nothing. With holding nothing. I surrender
4: all to you. God, we thank you for every soul at this altar, Lord. Every as we come in surrenderance to you right now, Lord. God, as we come and we relate to you right now. In the name of Jesus, Lord. God, and as we go in this walk, God. God, we go with the mindset of a for you in the name of Jesus God. God, we come in with an attitude of a for you God. And God, Lord, I pray that you move in their life, God. Pray that you minister to them, O oh Lord. God, I pray that you do some transformation, God. God, I pray that you have your way in the name of Jesus, Lord. God, I pray that you break some things down, God. Move some things out of the way, Lord, God. In the name of Jesus, God, some things that we have been holding on to, some ways, God, some habits, God, some issues, God, some concerns, God. God, move some things out of the way, God, because I want to be in your grace God I want to be friends with, with you Lord I want dignity. to be in fellowship with you God in the name of Jesus with God have your way into me right now have your way into me right now God with we release God we dignity. let go God have your way God move right now minister with in the name dignity. of Jesus ah, yes Lord yes Lord
2: with
4: We're not holding anything back. We're not holding anything back. We're not holding anything back. We're not holding anything back.
2: back.
4: Jesus. Jesus. Come on, everyone that's in the audience. Come on and help them pray. Come on and help them get a breakthrough. Come on and help them get what they need from God. Come on and praise God God in this place in the name of Jesus. Right now, right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. God, God, help them to let go. Help them to let go. Help them to be free in the name of Jesus. Right now, God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes Lord. yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Everything yes, Lord. Every thank you, Jesus. I give thank you Jesus. to you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I so thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come on. Come on, all over this place. Come on and help these people get a breakthrough. Come on and begin to praise God. Come on and begin to open up your mouth because somebody in here needs something right now. Somebody needs God to do something right now. Holy Spirit, have your way. Holy Spirit, have your way. God, let your anointing rest in this house, God. And destroy yokes right now, God. Destroy the yokes right now, Lord. In In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. No holding back. No holding back. Withholding nothing no holding back. Come on and let go Come on and let go and let him have his way Come on and let go and let him have his way In the name of Jesus God loose your people right now Loose your people right now God Loose your people right now God In In the name of Jesus 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 in the mighty name of Jesus Hallelujah, Jesus! Hallelujah! Hallelujah, Jesus! Hallelujah, Jesus! Hallelujah! Come on, all over this place! Come on, all over this place! Put your hands together! Come on and put your hands together all over this place! Jesus!
2: Hallelujah!
4: Jesus! Jesus!
3: Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you,
4: Jesus.
3: We Thank give you Jesus. glory, God. We give you glory, God. Hallelujah. Jesus. Glory to God. We bless your name, God.
1: Glory to God.
3: Hallelujah. We bless your name, God. Hallelujah! Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the, the Lord.
2: Lord. I, give I give to you, you. Yes, sky, oh. withholding, withholding nothing.
3: Holding nothing. Here I am, oh God. Holding
2: nothing. Yeah. Hallelujah.
3: Hallelujah. Give myself away. I give myself away. Glory
2: to God.
1: make this walk sweeter from your perspective. to say this today. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. four-year-old because I'm going somewhere and my life,
2: my life is yours.
1: got something out of our service today. I pray that there is a word for you, a prayer for you, a song for you, and encourage you to come back and see us at any time. It is prayer week here at New Antioch. The first Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday of every month we will be back here in this place at 6 p.m. on Tuesday night from 6 to 7.15, and then Wednesday night and Thursday night we'll be at our other campus at six ten, bell rolls. You're welcome to come in the house, and it will also be on Facebook Live. This week, uh, we're walking with the we've been walking with the giants all year. This week, our ministers will be Pastor Erica Severs Brooks and her husband, Minister Randy Brooks. So they will be up on Tuesday and Wednesday to talk about their prayer giant, uh, and then our worship and prayer on Thursday. We're just going to have set the tone for the month. Amen. My vacation starts as soon as I step foot off New Antioch property. And so uh, actually my family will, is waiting for me, so I won't get to greet all of you, but the first ones out the door may catch me. We, uh, My family is waiting for me uh, to do a little birthday thing, but... Um, So but be here for prayer week. Amen. Um, We won't have any other Bible study. Uh, My Bible studies will have our whatever your your community groups that are meeting continue to meet. But no Sunday school or Bible study uh, Wednesday Bible study October. We're going to start another study on Sunday morning for Sunday school and it's called the Bible study. It's by Jack Winhall, and you can look it up on Google or on Amazon and get the books. They are going to be a little expensive, so you're going to have to—you already have to give up your Starbucks and match that for your offering, so you're going to have to get rid of all of that stuff because they're a little bit expensive but if you skip a couple of weeks of uh, doing your out to eat stuff you can afford it. But try to have it by the first Sunday in October and those of you that are interested in learning more about the Bible we're going to start that then. Actually the fourth Sunday. I'll be back fourth Sunday and I'm going to explain a little bit about why we believe in the Bible at that 8 o'clock Bible study and then we're going to study the Bible uh, in its entirety all next year. Again, they as they've already told Sunrise Mountain offering, special offering today. So, those of you who said that you could give that $250 or whatever you can give every first Sunday to the church we're building on Sunrise Mountain. As you see, I have my Just One t shirt on today and my Just One mask. We are in a push for everybody to win Just One. Uh, the instructions are on a card. You can find them at the welcome table, but I got my Just One this week. Matter of fact, about five of us got our just ones this week. Uh, mine was, um, uh, I forget what you call the person, my loctician. Um So she was training someone else how to be a loctician. And I just struck up a conversation with the young lady and ended up she was my just one. It was a divine appointment. God will set your divine appointments if you will ask him and say, God, I'll win just one. So don't forget about that. Uh, The Kingdom Academy are... A training Institute starts on September 13th. So you want to get a piece of paper like this. It has all the classes on it. That's what it looks like uh, of our Kingdom Academy classes that are starting and the things that we are offering uh, this year. There looks uh, six. We're offering six classes for this uh, session. So get into that as well. And at this time, thank you, Jesus, I am turning the church over. To your co-pastor, Sharonda Manafoster, and I am officially on vacation. <laughs> Emergencies and our, our our pastoral staff, Pastor Darian, Pastor Ronay, whatever you need, get and if you need me, they'll know how to get in touch with me, but the truth of the matter is everybody has my phone number, but if it's an emergency, if you all need me, you, y'all have my number, but if you could. Uh, give me a little time off. It's been a long year and a half, and I am tired. Um, it, it may be compassion fatigue, vet, but uh, I, I do feel the wear uh, and the tear. It's, it's been a tough couple of years, but um, I'm ready. Uh, I'm just going to take a little break, and I'll be back fourth Sunday. Amen. And in the meantime, the church is in your hands, woman of God.
0: The pastor's getting ready to go. Our senior pastor, y'all, let's turn up while she go. Yes. Turn <laughs> we're not up. Do you. Well, we're getting ready to do it right now. And so our pastors, uh, hang over here for a second, pastor. Our pastors, uh, Jaden, come pick these up for pastor, would you please? Our pastor's birthday was on Friday. Hi. And so we didn't get a chance to celebrate yet. And so I said, "Well, let's do it on Sunday, since she is going to be here." So I'm gonna ask, keep them to go ahead and turn it up, because uh, Pastor, your church has a gift from you for you. We have, uh, we love you, y'all. Our pastor goes hard.
3: Yes, she does. She
0: goes hard. She deserves it. She doesn't want us to do much for her birthday, but she. Oh, my God, she loves us. And you know what? We all crying about we tired. We can't keep up with pastor. (laughs) We trying to keep up with her pace, um, everything that she does. And so, pastor, I just have a word for you. The church does have a gift for you to take for your birthday. And, y'all, I tried to save it, right? And she was like, well, what you going to say? You ain't got nothing to say. It's my birthday. And so I'm just going to share what I wrote, what I shared for her uh, for her birthday Um, Pastor Rodney and I did get some of her favorite popcorn. It didn't come from Chicago, uh, but we got some. So y'all grab a bag of popcorn on your way out just to celebrate our pastor. And Pastor Rodney, make sure pastor gets um, some of her own uh, popcorn. And so I say this to you, Pastor. And I do want us to pray with our pastor. I want us to speak a word over her. Don't treat her like she's a machine. She's not. She is human. And so just in the same way that you need a word of encouragement, a word of affirmation, so does our pastor. And so I say this to you, pastor. I speak life and life more abundant in this coming year. I am God, asking God to remind you of what you always remind us, us that have given our lives over to ministry. And you tell us that the ministry will pay you back, and so I am declaring a season of payback in your life from this moment forward. My God, help us, Holy Spirit, to stand on the Word of God and declare a season of payback, and not just any payback. It's the big payback, my soul. Oh my, it's the, the big, big payback. payback. A big payback of your time, of your effort, of your dreams, of your hopes, of of what you gave up. A big payback of the love that you have poured out into people, those that you know, and into strangers. We are declaring a big payback in your life, in in, in your pockets, in your home, in your relationships. Uh, My God, uh, in the name of Jesus, That this be a season of realization that things will become crystal clear and manifest right before your very eyes. Sometimes it's so hard to see what God is doing. But in this season, we declare a season of crystallization and manifestation that things will just begin to form and you will see them form right before your very eyes. And we speak rest. Rest in your mind. Rest in your thoughts. Uh, rest while you work. Uh, rest while you think. Uh, we declare a season of rest. Rest from worry. Rest from regret. Rest from thinking about it. We declare a season of rest. So, just as you told us, you're going to be that four year old that's riding in the back seat. Mm-hmm. That it be a season of rest for you. And we declare that over you, over our pastor. And y'all, while she's off for these two weeks, I want you to be reminded to say a prayer for her. Just say a prayer for our pastor. And so now we're going to sing a happy birthday to her. For those of you who did not understand, like, wait a minute, why are they throwing money up here on the stage? It's a cultural thing for those of us who don't know that. But when the pastor's preaching real good, you just feel like, let me put something on it. Let me bless the pastor for the toil and the word that she has got from God. And so that's what you see. But we're going to bless you, Pastor. Y'all, her cash app is up on the screen. Y'all see that dollar sign, Naida Parson. She don't ask for nothing, and she's going to get us for this, but she deserves it. She deserves it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She deserves yeah. it. Yes, yeah, she does. And so let's be a blessing to our pastor for all the things that she has done for us, for your family and for my family. And so we said thank you, pastor. This is from your church. We love you. Get some rest. Buy yourself something with that. And let's sing happy birthday to our pastor, y'all. <laughs>
3: Happy
0: pastor. Now let's say our benediction. So y'all be good while she go. I want to see y'all in the next two Sundays too. Don't disappear because pastor's going to be on vacation. Me and pastor Darren and pastor Rodney, we need y'all to be here on Sundays. Okay? Thank you. (laughs) Let's say our benediction together. Finally brother and farewell. Be perfect. Be of good comfort. Be of one mind. Live in peace. And the God of love and peace shall be with you. Greet one another with the holy wave. All the saints salute you. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Ghost be with you all. Amen. Amen. Now, please stay in your seats so that our sanctuary attendants can get you out safely. Pastor's going to get me. She had people coming up here hugging her. Now I'm going to be in trouble. Alright, will y'all be safe out there and our sanctuary attendance will be. Thank you for tuning in today. We hope this message really reached you. If you'd like to know more about our campuses, you can visit
1: our central campus at newantioch.org. That's n-e-w-a-n-t-i-o-c-h.org. Or for our Aliante
0: campus, you can visit us at newantioch aleanteorg That's n-e-w-a-n-t-i-o-c-h dash a
1: l i a n t e if you'd like to sow a seed into this ministry you can do so by texting new antioch to 77977
0: for aliante campus or for central campus that's new antioch central at 77977